0: Now, here is Dr. Paula.
1: Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the life doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word here friends relatives and colleagues A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Bangladesh the Netherlands and South Africa and in the states of Colorado Mississippi and North Dakota and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners because you keep keep listening uplift your life nourishment of the spirit Is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story in the name of an archangel or guide to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open your spiritual awareness and absorb the information, and in today show it a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say this with me I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip of the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self Empowerment. Self empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love. Eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is laugh. You cannot laugh and be sad at the same time. You can shift your mood by forcing yourself to laugh. Do this by making funny faces at yourself in the mirror, laughing at nothing, or watching a humorous television show or movie. We all need to laugh more, and this is especially important for people who are highly sensitive. Laughing is a simple and effective way to release stress. With everything that's going on in the world right now, we all need stress breaks, and laughter is a good way to do that. Research shows that laughter has numerous physical, emotional, and social benefits, including relieving pain, increasing immunity, lowering stress hormones, relaxing muscles, preventing heart disease, easing anxiety, strengthening resilience, and improving relationships. Laughter is the best medicine. It lightens our mood and makes us happier. Humor can be kind and gentle or mean and derogatory. Think about the jokes we tell and the ones we listen to. All too often, humor is directed at a particular person or group of people in a cruel way. We need to ask ourselves whether we'd like to be the target of the punchline. Tell a kind joke or when working on a difficult project, force a laugh or smile to build momentum, clear the energy, and notice how others catch the good feeling. Laughter Yoga is a great way to receive the health and wellness benefits of laughter, and it's even available free online. This is particularly beneficial during the pandemic and helpful to highly sensitive people who are often uncomfortable in classes. Finding ways to bring more laughter into our lives daily will improve lives and spread joy. More people are starting to have extraordinary experiences and access higher dimensions. Since fear blocks these kinds of experiences, we must clear ourselves of fear and protect ourselves from taking on more fear. That's why we do these three techniques every week and why I encourage you to do them every day on your own. The first one helps heal the earth and us of fear and replaces it with love. Do it with me. Visualize the earth. Now imagine putting the universal pink heart of love all around it like a big bubble. Do this at least once a day. Let's do the second one. Imagine yourself inside a big bright purple cube with six feet or more on each side of you. Line the cube with the color silver for protection. Place bright dark blue caps on the eight corners of the cube so that no negative energy can get inside. Use this when you leave the house and when you're feeling anxious. Let's do the third one together. Say, please surround me in the sacred rainbow energy of love. See and feel a rainbow surrounding you for 300 feet or more in all directions. And do this every morning. As Dwan Washington told us in our first show this year, hundreds of millions of angels are coming forward to help us create hope and positive change. With so much happening in the world right now that causes fear, it can be challenging to stay positive. Having a positive outlook does not mean ignoring the truth. It means acknowledging the reality, feeling the sadness or fear, and allowing it to pass through rather than dwelling on it then we can turn our thoughts to the reality that we were not able to see and feel when we were in fear like the beauty of nature the people in our lives who support and love us food shelter being able to breathe and the sun rising every morning there are many realities we have choices as to which ones we focus on Sometimes we need help in allowing ourselves to see and feel all the good in our lives and in the world. By participating in my guided meditation video, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, a thousand angels will come in to help you for now and always. In addition, you will connect with the angelic part of yourself that is still in heaven. You can participate when it fits your schedule from anywhere in the world, For details, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, and click on Workshop Rentals. We can all use help, and the most powerful help comes from the spiritual realm. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose love over fear, which includes happiness, gratitude, abundance, peace, joy, compassion, forgiveness, positivity, and all good things. As we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go, we open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Courtney Marchesani, who's here to talk about how to embrace being sensitive, four gifts, heal anxiety, and thrive. After our episode last week with RJ Spina, I received the following email from Camilla. RJ's story of healing from paralysis and disease was remarkable. His explanation about how meditation can repair and rebuild ourselves was exciting. It was profound to discover that if we allow ourselves to believe in the reality of sickness, we are giving power to the sickness, making it harder to overcome. I've always believed that our outlook on life impacts our health, but the information he shared goes much deeper. As he explained, we must detach from our limited mind and body to reach our limitless higher self. I appreciate you, Dr. Paula, for all you do to make our lives better. Thank you, Camila. For those who missed this episode, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on healing through higher levels of consciousness, please listen to some of my previous shows like August 26, 2021 with Kimberly Meredith, The Fifth Dimension, Path to Higher Consciousness and Healing, March 11, 2021 with Cindy Dale, Energy Healing for Trauma, Stress and Chronic Illness, and March second, 2022, I'm sorry, April 2nd. 2020 with Nikki Gresham record, health, happiness, and healing through belief change. You can hear these shows or any others you may have missed or want to listen to. Again, that's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. For added value, read my blog titled Optimal Health, Rest, Relax, Meditate, posted in March 2015. This blog reminds us that we need to set aside time to rest, relax, and meditate without feeling guilty. Here's an excerpt. We all know that rest, relaxation, and meditation are important for our health, but do we actually give ourselves permission to act on this knowledge, or do we believe that we have to be productive to be worthy? As I was getting ready to write this section, I felt the need to lie down for a few minutes in order to do a special breathing exercise that helps me move pain through my body and release it. I had just begun when the phone rang. My first impulse was to get up and answer the phone. Then I thought about what I was writing, controlled my urge to take care of someone else instead of relaxing and helping myself. Then I started to think logically. I realized that the phone call was probably someone wanting to sell me something, and even if it wasn't, it could wait 10 minutes. And then I thought about the friend who had earlier in the week told me that she felt guilty about taking a nap even when she really needed it. Do we ever feel guilty about working when we should be resting? Probably not. We seem to have gotten into a mode of believing that work is more important than rest and ultimately more important than our own health and longevity. To read the rest of this blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Also, check out my YouTube channel with 68 videos, including my series on silver linings. My new affirmation is, my mind, body, and spirit are emotionally peaceful and connected to the love energy within me. Say it with me now. My mind, body, and spirit are emotionally peaceful and connected to the love energy within me. Mental health professionals are increasingly concerned about the high levels of stress, fear, and anger people are exhibiting. The research on happiness consistently shows that our happiness is not determined by our life circumstances, but rather by our attitude toward those circumstances When we remember we are created by infinite love and in the image of the creator, which is infinite love, then we know we are composed of infinite love. Where there is love, there can be no fear. I invite you to feel the love energy that is you by saying this affirmation with me one more time. My mind, body, and spirit are emotionally peaceful and connected the love energy within me. Now, for my silver lining stories. One of my clients this week was having trouble releasing himself from feelings of hopelessness. All he could see where the problems in the world and a belief that there is no point in even trying because everything is such a mess. From global warming, warming to natural disasters, economic problems, social injustice, the pandemic, and so many deaths and suicides, it seems pointless and insignificant to even try to accomplish anything as an individual. We all have these dark thoughts on occasion and people who are highly sensitive pick up the fear in the world and the desperate conditions and thoughts of others. Finding ways to shift our perspective and let go of the doom and gloom thoughts and feelings is essential for our own mental health and the well-being of the world. We can and must take charge of our own mind and not let old dysfunctional ways of thinking and being in the world hurt us. We do have a choice as to which thoughts we allow to stay in our mind. There are several techniques we can use to remove negative thoughts. This takes time and patience. There are several layers of negative thoughts. It may appear to come back, but it's another layer. Keep working with these tools until the negative thought is completely gone. Here are a few suggestions. Write down the troubling thought, burn it, and spread the ashes in the garden or a potted plant while asking Mother Earth to take the negative energy and transmute it to fertilize new growth. Or imagine a violet flame throwing the negative energy into the flame and ask that it be transmuted and sent back to you as gratitude. Or have a conversation with the negative thought. Thank it for serving you well in the past and explain it's time now for it to be transformed into a healthier thought. Another client who is also a sensitive, sensitive struggles with feelings of guilt and not deserving because she has more than some other people do. We must understand that our suffering because someone else is suffering only adds more negative energy to the world. If we care about others, we can help them by adding as much light, love, and positivity to the world as we can. In doing so, we provide the high-frequency energy that helps them create more joy and abundance. It is through healing and improving our own lives that we can spread more light and positive energy, thereby healing the world. Our guest, Courtney Marchesani, author of Four Gifts of the Highly Sensitive, Explores the boundaries of human perception. She dives down into the gifts of intuition, empathy, vision, and expression. Courtney is known for her intuitive, empathic coaching style, helping sensitives find balance while living on the extreme edges of sensory perception. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, or click on the link on this page to follow us on social media, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. While on my website, learn more about the two on-demand guided meditation videos. One connects you to two of your past lives and the other to your inner angelic light body. Participate at your convenience from anywhere in the world or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is, how will you take charge of the thoughts in your mind? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Courtney who's here to talk about how to embrace being sensitive.
2: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: 346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life. Nourishment of the Spirit.
1: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, if you want to help sponsor the show, make a donation or become part of the conversation today. Please call 888 346 9141 or email dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. I love you and value what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down how you will take charge of the thoughts in your mind. I'm so grateful to welcome Courtney Marcassani, who's here to discuss how to embrace being sensitive. Um, Courtney, it's really a joy to have you on the show, and I I think that the um, information that you're giving that you've provided in your book for gifts of the highly sensitive and that you're going to share with us today is so invaluable in helping us develop a broader understanding if you're a sensitive about yourself and if you're not about other people who you encounter in the world who aren't like you. Um, and and I think it helps to build understanding, compassion, empathy in all of us to get an awareness to have an awareness of the different ways of being in the world um so i'm very grateful to you for the work that you're doing and 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 being on the show to help us understand more and i know you had your own journey of understanding yourself as a sensitive would you be willing to
2: share that with us Sure, well, thank you for having me. It's always so wonderful to join up with people like minded people and um and talk about sensitivity. It's one of my favorite things to do, so thanks for having me um on your show. First wanted to say that um, you know it did not come to me um Easily, I would say that uh, the understanding or the inner knowing about being a sensitive, I tell people um you know jokingly that I had to back engineer <laughs> my sensitivity because I didn't know, and so I first came to understand just one small aspect of it when I was in my twenties. I was in a relationship. I was actually married. I was at the University of Montana. So I married young. Um, and I also um, had a daughter while I was finishing up my undergraduate degree at the University of Montana. And I had a dream, powerful dream, about a uh, an associate, like a friend of my husband's. And it was quite startling. It was what I would consider a lucid dream, so I was aware within the dream. Um, But it was very clear. The clarity of it and the quality of it was what stood out to me. And then I saw this individual. He was uh, driving his car. He drove through a stop sign, and then the police came, and inside the back of his trunk was all manner of badness. Uh, uh, Guns, drugs, I mean, things that... I had no idea about that he was involved in. And then the second part of the dream, he was in front of a judge and he was being sentenced. And so I woke up from the dream and I woke my husband at the time. He, we're, we're divorced now, but at the time I woke him up because I was very alarmed, really scared of this individual. And I told him, I said, you need to stay away from this person, you know, and he didn't take it seriously. He said, you're just being paranoid. I don't really know that guy, blah, blah, blah. So about three, three months later, we were watching TV in our living room in Missoula, you know, 11 o'clock news. And here he was, this exact scene from my dream was on the television. Here's the guy, his friend or acquaintance in front of the judge, a judge with his hands behind his back, exactly as I saw it in my dream. So, We both looked at each other (laughs) and just were freaking out. Um, You know, how could this happen? You know, he never really talked about it after that situation. He just kind of passed it off, but I never forgot it. Um, So that was my first experience, which I call like a dream, a lucid dream intuition or, or precognition, where I saw something, a fragment in my dream that actually came true in real life. And that um, was the first experience that I had that kind of put me onto to the fact that there was something different that I was experiencing um, because over time, the subsequent years afterwards, it became more profound. Those experiences were more consistent. There were more warnings. And then um, about two years later, I stopped a fire in, a, in an apartment building in Seattle. And that was what made me go, I'm going to figure out what's happening with this, and that led me on my research path to understanding intuition. So I got into the work and into the field because of intuition and my intuitive experiences. It wasn't until much later that I started to understand the giftedness of sensitivity, and that intuition was a gift of sensitivity, and that's what helped me, you know, conceptualize the book and the gifts and the different types and the research around it.
1: That's really powerful um, and and good for you for paying attention and not just you know wanting to explain it away, find some logical explanation or 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 just pretend it didn't happen because it scared you. And I, I think a lot of us um, dismiss our experiences because they don't gel with what society says. We're supposed to be like.
2: And other people did too. That's the interesting thing. When I was trying to figure out what these experiences were, which included in my development of the intuition, seeing um, people in the afterlife who had passed away and receiving messages from them, which I had never experienced before, but they all seemed connected. Uh, I would bring these experiences to other people to try to bounce them off of them, other counselors that I worked with, friends who, you know, were in, um, you know, chaplaincy and other things who I was near, and they just they didn't necessarily take them seriously, or they wanted to label them, and so that was a really discouraging part early on when I was trying to understand and grasp what this phenomenon was and why was it happening? Did other people experience it? I really did feel there was a lot of, a lot of that, like a lot of rationalization or it's a self-fulfilling prophecy or that's not real, or you must've imagined it, which is very disheartening for the sensitive, the gifted sensitive when they're trying to understand this experience, which is so singular. Um, And so, wonderful really it was a wonderful opening for me but I I was excited about it of course so I wanted to talk about it once danger passed and um, I just I didn't always find the most supportive ear on the other end (laughs) let's just say that some people were some friends were great and they were really good um, counselors that helped me but there were some um, that weren't so it's important for listeners to know that you have to find the right people to reach out to and talk about it who are open, who are a little more open-minded.
1: Right, and you have to believe in yourself and trust the truth of of your own experience and what you know to be true, which can be very hard given that, you know, society wants to dismiss these things. I've even read that in the psycho... um, in the APA, American Psychological Association, that there's a kind of a hidden group of um, psychologists and counselors who get together at the APA meetings to talk about these kinds of experiences just with each other because they're afraid Mm -hmm. to tell their colleagues
2: well, it's so true. I mean, uh, one of the groundbreaking pieces of research that came out that I talk about in my book is an Italian study that was actually published in the um, Journal for Nervous Disorders, and they had done a study around earlier work of Sandor Fosetti and he had studied trauma, sexual trauma in children. Um, in his practice, he was a psychiatrist, so they, they built off of his early work, they did a study, and they found that um, individuals who had suffered sexual abuse at a young age had these experiences and clearly described them. And the American Psychological Association, a lot of the people from that lobby came out and eviscerated the journal article. And I thought it was a wonderful article. The study was well done, but you saw these people who are very logical, very left-brained, very um, analytical, who can't have that kind of study in their in their viewpoint or perspective um, leaking in, you know, to the scientific dogma of psychiatry, and so they lambasted it. But the study was really good, and it showed that there was a connection between these experiences. Of precognition or feeling having psi abilities with early life trauma, and that was one of the first times I had seen it because I had already made the connection myself in my own research, anecdotally. But when I saw it in a research article, I thought, well, this is more evidence. But the um, the debaters or the detractors they um, they just evis- eviscerated it. So I was discouraged to see that because it tells me that we're not there yet. We're not to a point of open-mindedness from the AMA standards, the APA standards, from these really long-established medical models that want us to look at, you know, only what can be tested, proved as evidence. Well, there's more and more studies now, which I'm relieved to see, of academics or people who are in the medical field who are studying, especially intuition, and getting real hard evidence for it. And so it won't be able to be so easily um, admonished in the future when there's real technological evidence that shows there's a real effect and there's a real ability behind this.
1: Um, That is encouraging, and I'm grateful to hear that. And I know just from um, the number of books that are beginning to appear, like yours, and citing research, that that things are changing, more information is getting out there, and there may still be resistance from established groups who want to hold tight to their outmoded belief systems, but... The evidence and the information is getting out anyway, so that people can learn about themselves and others and what's coming. Um, because I know uh, that this is happening more and more. More the veil is getting thinner between this side and the other side, and so more and more people, they may not be talking about it yet, but they are having these kinds of extraordinary experiences that at some point are just going to be ordinary, um,
2: so I'm, I'm well, very grateful. I think that's grateful. where a lot of the confusion, I think that's actually where a lot of the confusion is, is, is what you just mentioned, is is the extraordinary, and for some reason, the the confusion comes around the words extraordinary and anomalous or um, abnormal, right? And so it's, it kind of gets a bad rep and gets put in with abnormal psychology because there are extraordinary experiences. They're beyond what we typically can, you know, categorize and label right now. So that's the part that really needs to shift, I think, in the paradigm, is these experiences need to move out of abnormal psychology and into their own field. And I do think that that is coming. I talk about another study that was done in Stanford where Dr. Gary Nolan looked at the caudate potamen in his study of these individuals that they labeled highly intuitive. They were also called high performers. So they did well on tasks without having a lot of information. They made split decisions. But these individuals in their study also had anomalous experiences or extraordinary experiences. And they found in the caudate potamen, in this one area that all the individuals showed a thickening of white matter in the caudate patamen which is known for, you know, decision-making or intuitive reasoning, intuitive thought process processes, so we're there. So, we so that's a those. part of
1: the brain. I, I just want to clarify yeah, that's a part, a part of, of okay. the
2: brain. Yes, it's connected with voluntary muscle coordination. It's connected with learning, decision-making, and these individuals had the thick and white matter. Then they expanded the study out to look at family members, and the family members also had it. So it was genetic. It was a familial inheritance. So what we need to have happen is more people, you know, like Dr. Gary Nolan, who's not a psychologist or a neurologist, he's a microbiologist, (laughs) is to have them come out, you know, and in in their meetings start to establish more normalcy around it, like those individuals you're talking about, about the APA. It would be great if they started to come out more uh, of the shadows so that the people like myself who are constantly looking, you know, for the research, we could just be more in communication and see these things come to the light of day. Um, doesn't have to be like the intrepid researcher, you know, that there would be an actual field of studies that we could all share in as researchers and academics or physicians. That would be very helpful.
1: Um, yes, and in the meantime, we're about to go to break, but when we come back, let's talk more about what you know, what these four gifts are, and how we can um, heal the anxiety and overwhelm feeling that we get um, by taking on um, too much of other people's feelings and and how we can protect ourselves. so. Um, I'm so grateful for all that you're sharing and look forward to um, when we come back from commercial. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You receive the information on our shows, important information from each show, And the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align and integrate their conscious and unconscious mind, their heart and mind, and move forward with more ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down how this information is helping you improve your life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Courtney Marcosani to talk more about how to embrace being sensitive.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment Three four six nine one four one. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now back to uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit.
1: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the life doctor. Welcome back to uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit. And I hope you wrote down how this information is helping you improve your life. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Andronia can help you. And I'm so thankful we're here with Courtney Marcasani talking about how to embrace being sensitive. Um, Courtney, in the um ten minutes or so that are left, can we talk about um the, uh, what the four gifts are? Um, let's let's start with that because I think that's really important to understand them in a way that people can, um, can help them understand themselves and others better?
2: Sure. The four gifts that I talk about in the book, this is just a down and dirty <laughs> quick version. It's <laughs> limited on time, but I can do that. Um, the first one is empathy. So it's a deep empathic ability. Empathy in, in research is typically known as, as an emotional resonance with someone else's feelings, but there's still that first-person perspective. So it's a point of view of first-person where you're experiencing someone else's feelings. The gifted empath, the types of individuals I'm talking about under sensitivity and extreme hypersensitivity, that distinction between their own self and the other individual kind of dissolves. But they don't recognize because their empathy is so profound they don 't recognize that there 's a separation, so they feel the feelings of others. they have a deep capacity for compassion. Um, the empathy connects to different types of empathy, like advocacy, spiritual empathy, which you know these types of specific empathy can be you know used or developed as talents and brought out in specific ways. so in the book, I talk about the advocate empath, the compassionate empath, the spiritual empath, and how their own empathy um, evolves into a specific type of talent and giftedness. The second one is intuition, which we kind of touched on. These individuals are able to get to A to Z in their decision making without knowing how or why. It's not a logical thought process. It's not intellectualism or rationality. Intuitives get the answer um, at lightning speed. And I look at that as basically a, a very subtle uh, processing between the conscious and the unconscious mind. That these individuals are really able to track that process happening intrapsychically. But not only that, um, intuitives have, as I kind of mentioned, my own process. Uh, intuition works in different ways. So it can come through dreams. It can be precognitions visually. And so in the book, I go through that and explain the different types of intuition and how it appears for the gifted intuitive in their own experience in their life. The third is visionaries and visionaries are individuals who are, um, really adept at seeing in their mind's eye and they use typically like right hemispheric Types of processing, so they are really good at mapping, sensing um, locations. they might have uh, photographic memory. but the the thing the underpinning in the visionary that seems to you know embody this giftedness is that they're problem solvers. They solve problems visually. And so once again in the book, I go into all the different types of visionaries because it's very subtle, and there are different ways that the visionary abilities work and the final one is expressive. The expresses are um, when I did all the research on sensitivity, I found a subfactor called aesthetic sensitivity. And aesthetic sensitivity isn't a perception and awareness, a heightened awareness of beauty and harmony and interconnectedness of life. And so I when I was Looking at this aesthetic sensitivity, it seemed to develop also into, for the gifted sound, sensitive talent, and this is creativity. So they use this aesthetic sensitivity to perceive this type of beauty that they perceive in their own perception, and then they express it through an art form. And that art form can be anything from dancing, painting. Writing, but it's expressive. It's their way of expressing their own, uh, creative language through their, through their body, through their, their heart and soul. And so the expressives are the quintessential, you know, gifted creative types. And that's the four. That's really
1: fascinating, and, and of course, we can have more than one um, uh, of these. If you're um, a highly sensitive person, you may have some of all of these things, but some may be stronger than others.
2: Yes, I call that a convergence, and that is usually, you usually have like one primary, but you'll have an overlapping um, you know, ability, and so they'll converge in interesting ways. Sometimes people have all four, and those individuals are pretty far out, and they also experience hypersensitivity a lot more. That's what my research is showing, that it's a it's a hypersensitivity that kind of thrusts them out onto the extreme of that spectrum, but that's not always helpful. So then the, the work <coughs> comes to, like, how to get out of, say, hypersensitivity, um, because the beautiful part of that is that the gifts can be maybe developed or they are developed more in those hypersensitive spaces because the individual is needing to cope in in unique ways using their sensitivity. But because it's not always a positive experience, the work becomes around the personal work comes around how to balance all of that while still using and maximizing your gifts. So how to not feel the anxiety as often, How to know when anxiety, is going to be um, more present, how to recognize you're in control of it. That becomes more about the, um, the inner work or the personal work for the gifted sensitive.
1: Yes, and if you're somebody who's, you know, been a, a gifted sensitive without an understanding of all of the anxiety that you're taking on from other people, then you can get to a point where anxiety becomes panic attacks, and, um, and and can seriously cause feelings of overwhelm, and um, I, you know, and and not understanding that it's not about you, that there's not something that you're doing other than not protecting yourself and not understanding what's happening to you.
2: Absolutely. And that is not a logical process at first. That's what I'll say. You feel hit, you know, like almost like a thunderstorm has rolled in, and you know it oftentimes feels like it's out of control and it's out of the person's control, especially with panic. Um, when you have your first panic attack, it's you know it completely feels like it comes out of nowhere almost. But once you start to really track and monitor, so especially in social anxiety, the social situations, then you can work bit by bit. Sometimes people use CBT. Sometimes, you know, people use other uh, types of therapy. Sometimes it does take medication to really, um, you know, quell the, the anxiety. But if you're working with somebody, especially a highly sensitive therapist who understands The point is to get out of those extremes of hypersensitivity and really take control and manage more um, how perceptive are you in these experiences or in these situations or in these environments? How is it streaming inward? And then once you can gauge how your sensitivity works for you and how sensitive you really are, then it becomes life-changing it's like a total breakthrough. And then you can really craft and master your life in amazing ways as sensitive. And you can learn how to
1: protect yourself so that you don't take on more. So it's a process of getting rid of what we've collected over the years without an awareness of how and why, and then also learning how to protect ourselves. I am so grateful to you Um, For all of this information and for being on the show, Courtney, your book is so thorough and so important. And for the mental health of highly sensitive people and also for us to be able to embrace and strengthen and grow our own capabilities without feeling ashamed or like we're different in a bad way. Um, so I'm I'm very grateful to you, and I encourage everyone to purchase four gifts, four gifts of the highly sensitive. Embrace the science of sensitivity, heal anxiety and relationships, and connect deeply with your world. Also, visit her website, inspiredpotentials.com. Thank you so much, Courtney, and many blessings Thank to you. you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com. Like us on Facebook, rent my past life regression workshop video and awakening your inner angelic light body. Read my latest blog, learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands on healing, remote healing, reading Akashic records and tarot. House and office clearings, past life regressions, dream interpretation, channeling your family, guardian angel, and more. I also am available. To video conference a custom design workshop or speech for you, or any of my speeches or workshops, such as connecting with your soul, dissolving fear and anxiety, overcoming abuse, healing physically, mentally, and emotionally, discovering hope and silver linings, and awakening new chakras, or the ultimate creative problem solving process. And if you mention this show, You get a new 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting Faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their relationships, health, and wealth. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Andronia, who helps us love. And take care of ourselves. Ask for her help in addition to whoever else you pray to to help you love yourself and take good care of yourself. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Andronia, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me love myself and take good care of myself. You can be more specific. Say something like, Archangel Andronia, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me cleanse myself of negativity and protect myself from the negative thoughts and feelings of others. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please listen next Thursday, Thanksgiving, when we'll replay my show with Dr. Kak Young. And have a great Thanksgiving. Um, that show is Fairies Are Real. Connect with their magic, power, and joy. On December 2nd, when Dr jai gottlieb will be here to talk about ah the pleasure book and on december 9th when lee tomlinson will discuss compassion heals from self-care to health care this is dr paul your cm or chosen mom is designated by dr bernie siegel remember you are loved all is loved just let that feeling wash over you and through you bless you and have a beautiful week